0: Welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Okay, okay. Quick detour. Before we actually dive into the show today, I wanted to ask you a very important question. Do you feel like your current environment supports you? What do I mean by that? Think about the environment that you spend the most time in. Is it at home, at work, in the car? And is it set up in a way that's unique to you and in a way that's going to boost your mood and in a way that's going to make you feel really good and just really aligned? Did you even know that you have an ideal environment that is unique to you? Uh, We can find this information by looking at your human design chart. And then you get to come on over to my upcoming workshop to learn more about how you can organize your current environment just to help you thrive. You can get the link down in the show notes to come over and register and learn more about how not only for yourself can you create this environment, but also for your children for your partner how you can create multiple environments for everybody to thrive within the same space so i hope to see you over there and now we're gonna dive into our show today Welcome back to the show today, and I am so excited to have on the show today, Tamara Hurl. And Tamara is the owner and lead facilitator at Wild Divine Retreat Center and Become Your Own Guru coaching. So she's a spiritual coach and mentor, and she's helping... Gen X spiritual women break free of systems that aren't working and helping them start their own holistic businesses. So um, w- we'll get to learn more about this, but I I, I just love, I absolutely love that you're targeting, um, first of all, Gen X women. I want to talk more about that, but, um, you know, helping us break free of these systems and um, Wow that's really powerful. So I just have to say thank you so much for being on the show today. and I would love to kind of turn it over to you to just let you give more of a proper introduction to yourself so you could tell us who you are and just kind of share some more of your background and more of your your story that um, you know kind of brought you to where you are today. Sure. Well,
1: thank you so much for um, the introduction and for inviting me to be a guest today. Um, uh, the work that you're doing sounds amazing and very much in alignment with, with what, what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do in my work. So I actually started out as a, um, an art teacher, and I just wanted to do something. I love art, and I wanted to do something that would help other people, something that I could enjoy but would help other people at the same time. So I started out as an art teacher and then felt a a yearning to go deeper and and dive into using art as a tool to help people grow spiritually. So that's when I um, transitioned into art therapy. And I love the work that um, I've done in that field. So I worked at a community mental health center in Kansas, actually on two different occasions first time i was there and it was great it was like my dream job and then as we do when we're on a spiritual journey i i sort of grew out of that and wanted to move to colorado so i did and was out here for a while and then was talking to my former supervisor and she invited me to come back to the organization again and when i did i noticed that there were a lot of changes that had happened the employees were faced with all different kinds of rapid changes happening in, in healthcare. care. The length of stay had shortened. And so it was really hard for the workers and the, the employees to make a difference in helping the people that they served. And I talked to the chaplain who um, at the organization who became a good friend of mine. And he told me, Tamara, I think the soul of the organization is dead. And that was such a powerful statement. I thought, well, gosh, what does that even, I never realized or thought about an organization having a soul. But when he he said that, it made sense to me. So I then um, developed a a 12-week program for inviting creativity and spirituality into the workplace, because I felt like one of the reasons people were feeling burned out, maybe having some compassion fatigue, was because they weren't able to bring them their whole self into the workplace. That's kind of what got me started on the journey of helping to fix broken systems. Cause it seemed like there was something broken and sometimes it's, it's I was in, so I was in mid-level management at that time and it's kind of a hard place to be because I, I wanted to help the you know like not only the people that I supervised but other people that were on the front line and then I also you know answered to and I attended some of the leadership meetings I wasn't uh, going to all of them but I wanted to make it a place where people could talk about the problems and the challenges they were facing and also problem solve related to those um challenges that they were facing.
0: First of all, I love that you uh, kind of created this program. We're seeing more and more of this need to bring in these other aspects of us. Like you said, you created um, creativity and you know, bringing it together with spirituality and then bringing it into the workplace. And so um, I think that that's such a cool thing. And I hope that you uh, have a program like that now too. We'll get to talk about that a little later, I hope. But um, I, you know, I I would love to talk about, so Gen X, why is it specifically that you target Gen X women?
1: One of the main reasons is because I think when women get to a certain age and their and their children are, are grown up and they don't have to invest so much energy in trying to raise their kids, that's part of it. And then also, I think it takes a while before a person can start to feel burned out in their career. So when we're first starting out, it's like, yes, I'm gonna save the world. But then, after after a while, and you you try to save the world this way and that way, and and then it's like, oh, <laughs> we start to get worn down a little bit. So that's mainly why I'm foc- Two of the reasons why I'm focusing on that age group.
0: Mm, I love that, and you know, I think a lot of it too is, um, you know, that generation kind of coming up. I think I'm I'm just outside of it because I think it ends roughly in like the early 80s I think somewhere in there but um uh, you know but also coming up I think we we have these beliefs you know uh, that we're carrying from older generations and all these things that have affected us so we have all these limiting beliefs that are wrapped up too that we see in um our older generations and that it's a little um you know, when I started kind of deconstructing my beliefs in the last couple of years. So I'm 37 now. So I was born in 84. So even then it felt like there was really some foundational key pieces of my beliefs that were really being shaken up. And it was just, that was a really difficult period of life because it just felt like things are kind of upside down. Like, what do I believe? What do I not believe? What's happening? What's real? What's not? You know, it felt like being inside the matrix kind of thing. So, I, you know, I really love that you, because I noticed here that that's something that you like to do too is help people transform their limiting beliefs and I think that that's really important for like uh kind of getting into this generation like I said just the the way that we were raised and the beliefs that are coming from then and just the way that society is now shifting and transforming and so I I just think that that's um you know really just everything that you're doing I think is really great because this is the stuff that we need to learn. You know, this is the stuff that that hasn't been wasn't taught to us, it wasn't incorporated in like the workplace or in school or any of the institutions or systems that we had growing up. So um, I love that you're recognizing that and bringing that in. Thank you. And I think I think there's there's a
1: social component of it as well, because I don't know about you but I was taught you know you should respect your elders and not and not question them but I finally got to the point where I had to ask myself some of these systems and structures that are in place I understand why they're there but but do they make sense really I mean and do and do am I willing to I want to serve other people but I'm I came to the point where I realized I that i'm not going to do it at my own expense you know so i'll give to others but not at my own expense and i think it's really important to um help people realize that they that it is okay to to question um authority or the status quo and because a lot of times we say oh they whoever in quotes whoever they are won't let me do such and such thing and it's easy to point the finger out there and blame it on them when really it might be us that, you know, maybe there's a fear limiting belief. I, I like to call them shadows. There are shadow behaviors and it can take a lot of energy to push those beliefs down. And that's and a lot of people recommend that you kick those, you, you know, sometimes I've heard people call them like having mean girls in your head and trying to kick the mean girls to the curb. But that takes a lot of energy, especially when you have to keep doing it over and over again. So my approach is different because instead of continuously kicking the mean girls and trying to push those shadows and limiting beliefs down or away, to turn and face them and embrace them and understand how they're trying to serve you. In the last couple of years, I've come across a model of coaching and therapy called internal family systems or parts work and i thought that you would enjoy hearing about this because there's an aspect of it that's called self so it's self with a capital s and that is the that's an aspect of you that is can is whole and can never be damaged and it's very curious and compassionate and caring it's very creative and has a lot of courage and clarity And so when we can tap into the that aspect of ourselves in different situations then um we're doing what's called being self-led self with a capital s it's tapping into the spark of the divine that's within each of us and that part can have can just see like the bigger picture of things and not be all caught up in the drama of the moment
0: Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to have to go check that out. I have heard um, mention of internal family systems before, but I love that you shared the aspect of self with us. Um, something that kind of jumped out at me as you started, uh, you talked about the shadow parts. And I really love your approach that you take to kind of the shadow side of us because so often we can see I almost well, a lot of times it's called like spiritual bypassing. You know, we don't want to look at these parts. We you know, try to do bypass it by doing all these, this inner work, which is good because we need to do this inner work, but you know, we also need to do this shadow work too. And, and, and look at these other pieces of us and integrate them and love them. And it's funny that you just mentioned that because I had uh, my son, my actually one that was just in here, my eight year old, he's laying on my bed this morning and he had just woken up. And he said something to me. Um, and I actually just made a reel about this too for social media. He said something along the lines of, I feel like I have light and dark inside of me. So I asked him, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Well, what do you mean? And he's like, Never mind, never mind. And I'm like, no, oh. like I said, everybody has light and dark inside of them. I said, What does it feel like for you? Like, what is what does that mean to you? And so he talked about, you know, the dark, like mean. He goes, Sometimes I just want to be mean. And I said, that's yeah and that's okay you know and so we we walked through all of that and at the end i said we all have light and dark inside of us i said it's it's what do you let win a majority of the time not even all the time you don't have to be perfect all the time but what what aspect are you letting win out and are, you know, I was going to start going into the whole, like, you have to honor the shadow side of you, but I was starting to lose him. He was starting to like kind of flip upside down on the bed. <laughs> so that's what I told him, you know, um, uh, what, what side are you letting win a majority of the time, because it's okay. It's okay to have the light in the dark, but maybe we could dive a little deeper on that about how, you know, why we need to honor that shadow side of us. Like, uh, you know, I really see people, Kind of struggling with that i was just wondering if you see the same thing as well
1: oh definitely and and what we it, what's helpful to realize is that when the shadow part is showing up it's showing up for a reason so shadows we're all we're all born with different parts we're you know we're a child we're um, we have a child part, we have a son or daughter part, and then you have a parent part. We have parts that are creative. There are other parts that emerge or, or that, um, that switch roles so that you might have a part of you that's passionate about, I'll just say, make it up and say music, for instance, maybe you have a part that's passionate about music, but then there's some kind of a challenge that comes up and, um, a part gets overwhelmed. So the, so your passionate music part might sort of put on a different hat because it feels like it needs to step in and and protect this part of you that got wounded. So then, and so like it, maybe it, um, maybe it doesn't make, doesn't play music anymore because it's so busy protecting that wounded part. And um, so, and the thing is that um, in the moment when the challenge happens, it's helpful that behavior of, of not, you know, so maybe it had to give up playing the the guitar because this wounded part of you really needed to, some nurturing and needed to be protected. But let's just say that you then, so this, let's say it happened when you were 10 years old. So now you're 30 years old and you're, and so you're not, you're still not playing music, but you really, that part of you really would like to, but it's too busy protecting the wounded part. And you're showing up angry and resentful because you can't play your, your music and do what you're passionate about. And so, if, if I just can, if that was me and I just continued to push that part down, then my musical passionate part would never, it, it would never be able to express itself the way that it wants to through music. It, it you know, that special gift and talent that I had and it, it would never come to light because I'd be too busy thinking, Oh, that part's mean and grouchy. I don't, you know, I don't want to connect with that part. I'm just going to keep pushing it aside.
0: Oh my gosh. I think I know why you picked up on music. Um, do you see me over here? I'm just like, Oh, I I think you're, I I love this podcast for the moments that it gets me to, because I feel like the universe speaks to me through my own podcast as well. I've always loved music and, um, you know, early on, I told myself that, you know, I wasn't great at it or I wasn't a great singer as a child and all these things. And so recently, actually just a few days ago, I, um, borrowed my son's guitar from him and I thought I want to learn I- I- my whole entire life I've told myself I wish I knew how to play guitar like you know I watch all these other people like playing guitar and like singing I'm like oh, I wish I could do that and I finally it was just like then learn then like stop wishing and do it so I started watching YouTube and I practice and I you know it's very slow going and I'm not you know <laughs> I'm frustrated and I want to get to the end already but. um that's funny that you you picked up on that though, because um, there's that piece of me that's, yeah, very musical and has always wanted to create my own music, but has never let myself because I'm not good enough.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad that 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 <laughs> that that popped up. I'm glad I picked up on that and that you were open to and vulnerable enough to to say that. Yeah, because just imagine, I mean, Maybe there's something that your musical part wants to say and wants to express that the world really needs right now.
0: Uh, wow. Uh, you know, but I love it because uh, that's almost how this works. When, would you feel that, like for me, it was just feeling that call to something. I had recently just been, I'm listening to music and I'm just like, uh, oh, I love this song. I wish I knew how to play it. I wish that I could like sing it and just, And, you know, it was just like, it's like, then do it, then do it. And I'm like, okay, I am, you know? And so it's, it's when you get that, that feeling, um, following it and, and, uh, being willing to show up even to work through the limiting belief, you know? So, um, uh, I just love that. This is this is wonderful. So, what I would love to know is how do you start uh kind of working with women to help them work on, you know, like where do you kind of start because we're working on like kind of breaking free like you said of the systems, the limiting beliefs. <laughs> we're we're reconnecting back to like ourselves with like art, nature, the creativity, like you said reconnecting back with these parts. Um, this is obviously l- not a quick journey. It's a journey that progresses over time. Where do you kind of just uh, tell women to start at? Where do you where do you start them out mm-hmm. at? So I usually
1: start women out by having them l- look at the world around them and within themselves. So like the world around them, you know what when you hear things on the news or you read things on social media that it really pulls at your heart and you're saying, that is not right. That's probably the universe saying, hey, you can play a role in helping to fix this. So that's one thing when we look outside of ourselves and see what's bothering us. And um, then looking within ourselves, it's it's kind of the same thing. What's, What's bothering me about education or what's bothering me about myself, you know, when, if I have anxiety, when do I feel anxious? When, um, what are dreams that you have that you feel like you'd really love to be able to do something, but you can't because blank, whatever. So, and so, or what do you feel angry about? So looking at emotions and, um, and dreams that, where you feel stuck.
0: So good. It's about bringing self-awareness. I love how you say looking at where you feel stuck. And I feel like, um, is that kind of an area you focus on is because that uh, maybe you want to work on like transforming almost that perspective of being stuck because that's the way that I felt for so long. Like I'm stuck in this position. Like I can't go anywhere. And it was really myself keeping me stuck. It was me needing a perspective change and a mindset change. So um, I think that that's why that word jumps out to me. I'm like, are we really stuck? Or is it you helping find like a mindset and perspective shift? Right. So
1: when, when we feel stuck, it's important to think about why, you know, why are we stuck? Are we stuck? Because we were there, we feel stuck because we're there to help the system transform? Or have we tried to help the system transform? And we're just getting to the point where we're so burned out that it's time to leave. And I usually try to invite people to think about if if there were something positive about about being stuck, what would it be like? What qualities have you had to develop as a result of having been stuck like this?
0: Mm, That's an excellent way to look at it, because it's always about bringing it back to, uh, what, what kind of lessons are you learning within there? What, um, you know, what tools are you learning that you're going to be able to bring out of that? So I love the way that you, um, you know, that you phrase that, where can we look at that? Um, talking about so the shadow parts when, um, you know, when we kind of start diving into that, that can be, kind of hard to to work through it can get uncomfortable it could get kind of messy Um, I know it can get kind of an emotional Um, do you have maybe kind of a process that you um, I'm trying to phrase this question like a process that you advise or a way that you uh, advise like working through the shadow self and kind of integrating those parts of you and being accepting of them well the
1: process that I like to use the most is just trusting the wisdom of a person's internal system because the the parts different parts in our system are not going to let us first of all they're not going to let us explore something that we're not ready to explore and there are parameters that are that are built into the parts work process when so when I'm doing a session with someone they have the right to control the pace of the work, so they can they can say, um, "I want to slow down, I want to pause for a moment, or I want to stop." So they can they can put you know they can put on the brakes whenever they want to. Also, I, as the coach, when I'm in a session with someone, I tap. I also it's called getting a critical mass of self. So getting a critical mass of that self energy. So I invite the client to do it so that they can observe their shadow part from that compassionate place, kind of having a bird's eye view. And then I'm also in myself trying to, you know, make sure that I have a critical mass of self so that I can really pick up on what's happening with them, Um, you know, watching their body language, watching their facial expressions, listening to their tone of voice and just trusting my own intuition and so that I can try to sense what's happening as well. And we can call in um, what, whatever beings the client holds sacred, we can call in to assist during a session if, if the need arises. And like yesterday, I was working with a client and I could just tell we would kind of were exploring some things about um, trauma. And I just, my intuition was just telling me that she she wants to do the work, but but yesterday wasn't the day to do it. So, I, so instead I started talking about safe place work because that's something that I teach people um, just from my background as a therapist. So having a place that you can go to in your imagination where, and it can be real or imaginary and, and you just go there. And, and when we're doing parts work, you can have your part, the parts um, create their own safe place. Like, you know, did, um, the, uh, earlier this week, I had a, a client who had a protector part that wanted to take a vacation because it was just worn out from doing its work for all these years. So it went to the beach for a while. And, you know, and it's, I don't think it's ready to stop doing its job. Because what happens um, when the parts realize that they don't have to protect the wounded one, Then they can start doing a different job. This part, I don't think is ready to do that. But it it was okay. We built up enough trust within the system that it was okay to take a break for a while. And then, you know, we have more work to do. But, but it was nice for that, that one to be able to take a
0: little break. That's incredible. So thank you for explaining that so well. I feel like I have um, kind of a better understanding. I know that um, you'd mentioned like internal family systems. And while you were talking, I kind of pulled up a quick little blurb about it. And I'm like, that looks really, um, really just fascinating. Like you said about, about integrating all the pieces of self. So
1: one, one of the ways to integrate the work after a session, well, the first thing is we always say, check in with that, this part that we've been working with, ch- just check in with that part for 30 days so that it knows that you're really serious about helping it get what it needs, especially if it's a, part, a wounded part that has unburdened and you know, let go of it, whatever it's been carrying. And another thing that I just learned um, is that it's, you can also go for a walk. It's important to walk. And walking is really important in um, doing trauma work because if you think about it in trauma when trauma happens we have the fight or flight response or sometimes we freeze and little children if you will let them if they've been through something traumatic sometimes they will just run they just run and that and you know that's what animals do they run when they're in danger and so move movement is really helpful in incorporating healing that happens. And even walking in a figure eight, I just learned is helpful because then you've got that bilateral movement going on. And that really helps to integrate it to, to all parts of
0: your, your psyche and your internal system. That is incredible. So um, I would love to know, I feel like we've already kind of talked about, but how are you working with other women? Do you work one-to-one? Do you offer any uh, kind of group programs? I do. I do, I do all of those things. So I have
1: virtual sessions that I can do one-to-one and also virtual group sessions. I also have a beautiful eight and a half acre property near Colorado Springs. So I love taking people out on the land and doing a forest immersion, just immersing yourself in nature and connecting to the consciousness of the more than human world. Because I feel like, you know, we're not in this alone. We have so much support and guidance. And so being out in nature, not only can we connect to our self energy and also, you know, immersing ourselves in art helps us connect to our self energy and also to the guidance that's available from the more than human world. You know, the beings from the unseen realms that are just waiting for us to ask them for help. And so when we open up to that um, through, a, you know, a, a group or a one-on-one session, or I also do retreats, um, day-long retreats. And I have a couple of um, online classes that I've created, too, that people can access that um, just to help them do this work on try to do some of the work on their own if they want to. Because, you know, you can make some progress on your own. And then if you get stuck or need support, then you can reach out and, and get um, more direct work, either through a group or or individually.
0: Yes, I love that. I love um sometimes the self-paced options, because, you know, like you said, then you can, um, you can still, uh, you know, go through the material on your own time, but then, you know, and then on your end, you can still be helping them work through something, but that's on their time, but that's also um, fits in for you too, because you have to have your boundaries and your time as well. So it's, it's like, you're able to help more people that way (laughs) in a different way. So I I love that you offer that. So I've kind of. Would
1: you like for me to share like just a quick exercise that someone could do if they want to try to get in touch with one of their parts?
0: You know what? That would be wonderful because I was actually going to ask something about like uh, tapping or tapping into that universal guidance. So I think that would be perfect.
1: (laughs) Um. Tapping into universal guidance—that's one of the things that sets me apart from other people that do um, internal family systems work—is that I use art and nature to as um, a ways to tap into universal guidance. So, one thing that you can um, do—this is—I'm pulling from forest therapy too. So, forest therapy just encourages you to notice what's around you to slow down and really notice with all of your senses and then to connect with um some whatever catches your attention there's there's specific instructions that that you can give people so i'll just i'll just give one that that i think um that i've used before and had some really great results with and it's called tree gazing so um just you just you would just go out and spend some time in nature first just getting fully present just getting relaxed smelling the smells around you, looking at the colors around you as if you as if it was the first time that you'd seen them. And then moving very slowly and just noticing what's in motion around you. So those are two forest therapy techniques called the pleasure of presence and um, what's in motion. That helps you really get in touch with the um, consciousness of the more than human world and just slow down. And then, a specific forest therapy invitation that a person could use would be to um, find a tree that catches your attention and just gaze at the tree and really take it in and just try to see all of the details that maybe you haven't noticed before and just see what you notice. And then you imagine that the tree could gaze back at you and just notice see what you notice when you're inviting the tree to gaze back at you you could also then um, as a way of reciprocity maybe you could go and and give the tree a hug and just really send some gratitude towards the tree that's something that i like um, from forest therapy now when i take it beyond forest therapy forest therapy invites you to notice Just pay attention to what you notice. And when I do nature immersion, I invite people to notice, to think about, well, why did you notice that? What does that mean? How is that a metaphor in your life? So I had a client tell me one time that I gave that, I did that same sequence of events, the pleasure of presence, what's in motion, and then tree gazing. And she said that she noticed that the tree um, gave her some advice about her college, her daughter, who had just gone off to college. And the, when she was sitting under the tree, she just had the um, insight and awareness of how when trees are young, you sort of stake them up. You know, you put stakes and tie a, a rope to them so that they'll grow straight, but you don't hover over them and say, are you growing straight today? No, you just get, you put some, some supports in place and then you let them, you let them grow so she said it really that felt really like felt like a message um from the universe and tapping into the you know guidance of the more than human world universal guidance about how she could support her daughter now that she was in this new phase of her
0: life wow that's so powerful i chuckled when you said that because um Yeah, a lot of times we put in these supports, like, you know, every day, I feel like, especially with my oldest boy, he's a teenager now where I'm just like, how are you doing today? How are things going? And he's just like, mom.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's hard, because you know, that, you know, that, you know, we know what's, what can happen. As teenagers so it's it's hard to not be a helicopter parent
0: (laughs) it is oh I love that metaphor um you know and I love the way that we can look at so many things in nature or just around us as metaphors so thank you for helping us tap back into that I think sometimes we can get so busy or so caught up in just you know the the busyness or the flying by of everyday life um we forget to just stop and actually, like you said, look at what's around us, look at the messages that the universe is trying to give to us. And right. And in a case like that, for
1: a woman who's been a parent, and they're there, you know, this mom probably poured everything she had into her daughter. And that's wonderful on the one hand, but it can also be a distraction from if, if she's using that to distract from what her purpose is, you know, now that she's done being um, a a mom in in such a, I mean, she'll always be a mom, but now maybe it's time for her to open up and, and do what uh, the other things that she's meant to do in the world.
0: And that, yeah. And that can be scary too. (laughs) That can be scary too, too. You know, you're, you're having so many, it feels like probably transitions and changes that it probably does feel scary. So I, right.
1: Yeah, because she might she might be using that as an excuse. Oh, I need to be there for my daughter when really she's just afraid to open up and find out what what else she's supposed to do with the rest of her
0: life. Oh, wow. So just so many amazing ways that if we just tune in and are present to it, that we can we can get these messages to help guide us. So I love that you, I love that you brought that up. I love that you shared that with us. So um, I would just love to know Ben, if somebody wanted to come and find you online or follow you on social media, where are they able to find you at?
1: Okay, great. So um, people can always go to my website, which is becomeyourownguru.com. And I also have a Facebook pay, business page that's called Become Your Own Guru Coaching. And right now I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn. Sometimes I'm on Pinterest as well.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm like, sometimes I'm on Pinterest, sometimes I'm on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I do have a
1: YouTube channel also. It's, and it's Become Your Own Guru Coaching.
0: Perfect. I know, that's how I feel too. I'm like, I'm not as active on those ones as I am some of the others, but they're there. So I just have to say, this has been um, just wonderful learning more about all of this. And as we kind of close out, do you have maybe a final message or something you wanted to share with us that we haven't talked about yet?
1: I think my final message is just don't be afraid to dream your biggest dreams because the world... You know we need to stop waiting for someone to come and be the ones that we're waiting for we're the ones that we're waiting for so i just invite people to get quiet in whatever way makes sense to you and just ask the universe to share with you you know how am i supposed to help you know what am i supposed to do and it can be you know it can be as something like being the best mom that you can be or it's something like um you know getting involved in some kind of a peaceful protest, but the universe will let you know just pay attention because we're getting signs all the time in messages in a truck that drives by or a song that plays or a book that falls off of the shelf or your friend who calls you. So just be open to those messages and the universe will tell you um, how you're supposed to help. And but that's why we're here. That's why we're here on Earth right now is because we're supposed to help.
0: Mm, I love that message. I love a fun practice for me um, that I started as a way to, I say, bring more magic into my day was uh, making it like a, purposeful thing to actually look for where I could find messages throughout the day or to actually, I started keeping also um, a manifestation list of what did I manifest today? And it could be just, you know, any, something as simple as like a conversation. I manifested a really cool conversation. I manifested like this really awesome podcast, you know, a conversation interview. So I just, um, you know i think that there's ways too that we can look for the messages because when we're actually looking for them and inviting them in you'll start to see them more. right and saying thank you then saying thank you when they show up thank you bring me more <laughs> yes that's a huge thing too is is yeah showing gratitude for it so then um the universe knows that you're you're ready for more that was a big thing too um So I just have to thank you for giving your time, for being here today, for sharing with us. Um, It has been wonderful getting to talk with you and getting to hear more from you. So just thank you again. You're very welcome. It was an honor to be a guest. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing as well. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin and let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.